This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Kahlua Coffee Liqueur. And hey, listeners, heads up, we are doing a live show next weekend, October 13th at 3 p.m. at the Kahlua Cold Brew Cafe pop-up, and that's in Pioneer Square, Seattle. So come hang out, see the show, and try some Kahlua Cold Brew cocktails. It's 21 and over. Tickets are 5 bucks, and you can get them right now at RethinkColdBrewCafe.com. That's RethinkColdBrewCafe.com. See you at the show. Oh, I'm Matthew. Oh, and I'm Molly. And Hi. this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Um, the, hey, today's episode is about movie candy. I almost forgot how to start this show. Um, and we haven't even eaten the candy yet, so we can't blame that. This episode was suggested by our long-suffering producer, Abby Circatella. Who says, save me the raisinettes, my favorite. And Matthew, before we turned on the recorder, was like, let's make fun of Abby because she likes raisinettes. And I was like, wait a minute. I like raisinettes. Let's, okay, let's and make fun Matthew, of me. Then Matthew was like, wow, gosh, I no, messed it, up. It's, it's clearly, yeah, no. It's, it was okay when I was just picking on producer Abby because <laughs> she's not here. But once, once I started start picking, picking on, on co-host me. Molly. Yeah. That's where I crossed the line. um, Abby, thank you for suggesting this episode because it means that Matthew and I are sitting here at his table at 1026 a.m. with a wide variety of candy in front of us, which I'm now about to- Eight candies. And we get to eat them all. Yes. So we'll we'll save you some raisinets unless we don't. Okay. Remind me, I want to take a photo of like one of each candy, like, like hanging out, like having a meeting. Okay. Oh, God. Hold on, just really quick. I was just unwrapping the raisinets, and I noticed that on the back there is this like little medallion that says "thoughtful portion." Oh, how much? Two is- tablespoons, or about twenty-four raisinets. Okay, is um, that still a thoughtful portion if you're also going to eat seven other candies? I don't know. Um, plus, well, why is a thoughtful portion only one hundred calories? It says that's ninety-five calories. Oh, just someone decided that was a good marketing thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those like 100-calorie packs of yep. Oreos and stuff. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so you uh, let's, t- let's go down memory lane. What, uh, what were your formative movie candy experiences? 
Uh, I'm going to stop unwrapping the candies because it, it's too distracting for for my my sweet delicate candy excited brain. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure the I'm sure the listeners don't mind all the crinkling. <laughs> anyway, I the candy that I remember first falling in love with as a movie candy was Sour Patch Kids. Oh yeah, and I, I this was right around the time that they launched. I think. Yeah, because I and remember my first movie candy experiences, I think, predating Sour Patch Kids. Yes, me too. Me too. I remember when they came out, it was like a big deal. And I remember getting to the end of the movie. So in the beginning, when Sour Patch Kids first came out, I used to suck on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I am salivating profusely yeah, me too. just me thinking too. about it. I, I didn't used, get Sour Patch Kids, I used by the to way. suck on them. And then I quickly learned that that like it would wear all the the feeling off of my taste buds and leave them raw yeah. and, and angry. By the end of the movie, uh, my, my tongue would be feeling like it was made of bruises. It's weird how soaking and, your tongue in acid for two hours will do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, now I don't ever suck on Sour Patch Kids at all. Like, not even for a minute. I just I chew immediately. sometimes suck on the watermelon slices. Really? I just, like, like get them in, like, those the back pockets oh, where, the, where your, your salivary yeah. glands are oh yeah um but then but the here's the thing i've discovered that when you suck on it and it takes all the citric acid off the, the sweet part the gummy part is not as good without no. the contrast no like a naked citric- sour patch so kid is sal- not as good as like a gummy bear my, uh, yeah oh me too no my i, I so much saliva I, in my yeah mouth. i have like a quart of liquid in my head <laughs> some of it's like you know cerebrospinal fluid and other stuff <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Sour Patch Kids, I, I, I struggle to remember what I used to get before Sour Patch Kids. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, what about you? Uh, red oh, vines. Look. Hey, wait, there's a thoughtful portion size on the back of the Nerds container, too. It's two teaspoons, because they're I guess because they're, they're more, more uh, dense. Okay, sorry. Red Freeze. vines. I remember red vines being a huge craze in elementary school, like, because- huh. They, you can use them to drink Coke through. Uh, you, the box was huge. It's still, they still come in the five ounce box, so you could like share them around. And I guess you could also like slap people with them. Up, probably, I don't remember this. That's specifically. what you would do with your crushes because you couldn't actually flirt with them. Oh like, yes, you couldn't say anything too direct. Right, so you no. could just slap them with a red vine. Yep, and then they would know. I totally did stuff like that to oh, middle yeah, school yeah. crushes. Like you're so inept, you can't. No, no, possibly I, would, and I was always hoping them, someone like, would do that to me. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, like if I a don't... girl had come up to me and whipped me with a red vine, I would have. Yummy all over myself. I don't that remember. I mean, I, I know I've talked on the show about this guy who named his dog after me in grade school. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't remember this at all. You don't remember? I even remember his name. His name was Josh Diker. Shout out to Josh Diker. I remember the dog's name. Uh, but anyway, I I struggle to remember anyone of any gender flirting with me in. Like, oh, no, uh, I like, don't remember like that pre, either. pre-college. I remember people... Well, I, was it that I was so clueless? No, I, I was absolutely, like, not... You Nobody would have flirted with me. I mean, I, I know you said this I before, grew up in and the I land still, of cheerleaders. I'm still skeptical. I grew up in the land of cheerleaders. But, like, that's not... That's, I, I understand was, that's like the top of the of the social ladder yeah. in high school, but it's, but it's not everyone's type. Well, I know. I mean, I yeah. I have learned your no, type, no, Matthew. Let me, let, Matthew's type. Go ahead. Is I mean, Matthew is into sexy librarians. That is Matthew's <laughs> type, and he's married to one. 
I mean, I think like yes. Is that is that? I don't, I don't know. No, you don't think so. I mean, like, like, sort of, like when you just describe someone as sexy, that sort of like inherently brings okay, to mind. Okay, like, I would say that you're into like um, women who look smart, which I think is okay. I, sure, I'm, I'll buy that. I'm into that too. I mean, I don't like what 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 makes someone look smart other than glasses? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, into, there. You have it. Uh, so you're into women who wear glasses. Um, but I mean, when I when I first met wife of the show Lori, she she wore contacts for years. Huh. Interesting. Oh yeah, I guess in your wedding photo, she's not wearing yeah. glasses. Matthew, what what would you say your type is? Um, I don't know. I, I feel you feel I too feel on the spot. Too on the spot. Okay. Like, I mean, I think I think you know what I would say. I, I know what your type is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no. I anyway. I guess what I'm saying is the people who would have been into me, they were too subtle. They were not hitting me with red vines. Yeah, no, I could see that. Like if I was into someone in like middle school, I certainly would not have done anything to let them know. And no, I remember like vividly like when I had a crush on this on this girl Liz in like seventh grade. And uh, and I remember like working my working up the guts to tell my friend Ben that I had a crush on this girl. Wow, really? But never told her anything because I because I felt like and probably correctly that she was out of my league. Yeah, I always had crushes on guys who were who who would have never who were not interested in anything but the cheerleader girls. Yeah, sort of. Um, I had a I, have I talked on the show before about my crush on this guy named Chris Stakem. When I was in sixth or seventh grade. You've definitely grade. mentioned that name before, and how, so yes. So there was a vending machine in my middle school. <laughs> and um, and, it, and it, uh, you could get steakums from it. No, and I remember um, like sometimes he would be standing outside of the school like at, you know, pickup or something. Could you please spell steakum? Oh, um, S-T-A-K-E-M. Okay. So this was back so in- So more of a vampire thing than a than a steak sandwich exactly uh anyway i remember watching him drink a can of coke or dr pepper or something from the vending machine and i i surely i've talked about this. yes i I remember yes yeah i i I thought if i could get a sip of it it would be like our saliva was mixing and we were like we were kissing like a proxy for a kiss okay and and that and i also yeah i just oh that's why i sent you that thing the other day a link to an article about a japanese video game where the goal is to get your hands on the recorder the the uh, like musical instrument played by by your crush so that you can play it too and thereby like indirectly make this out with is them made for like 12 year old me uh-huh exactly anyway and no, and i totally get what you're talking about like, oh my god it seemed so sexual to me yeah no no if there was if there was like someone i was into in middle school and i could have shared their soda <sighs> Like, I I think that probably did happen. Like, you know, like if they like passed me a sip or something and I was like, like, you don't know how much I'm enjoying this. Yeah. I also remember around that period of time that um, all the like all the the cool guys and I should say Chris Stakem was one year older than me. Mm -hmm. And this pack of like cool athletic guys. That's inherently cool. It's so cool. And this (laughs) all the like um, cool athletic guys that he ran with, they all wore track suits. Oh, yeah. Like nylon track suits. 
and I thought this was super They're like stripes super hot. down the legs. Yeah, with stripes yes. down the leg, and then they would wear like a white t-shirt under the um like the jacket of the tracksuit. Yeah, it's great. and I thought this was so hot. And I now think you about like I now think about like undressing someone who's wearing a tracksuit, <laughs> like all the crinkling fabric and stuff. Yeah, it's not hot. Um, were were there like a lot of guys with letter Letterman jackets in uh, your high school? Uh, yes, but I wasn't really into those guys. By the time I'd gotten to high school, I wasn't really into the sporty guys. Mm-hmm. I was into the brooding guys. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, they were we older. Th- along great. They were older than me, so they were inherently cool. Like I've talked about, like Zach Brown and Casey Moon, who had the band Violet N. Oh yes, definitely. Because because yeah, at least one the of them pro- got in touch with us after that episode, right? Oh, was it Zach Brown? It might have been. Uh, anyway, yeah, they were the brooding guys in high school, and I thought they were so hot. How many years? I mean, granted, ahead they, of you, they were really beautiful men. Like what? What uh, year did you graduate high school? Ninety-seven. Okay, so I was ninety-three. Mm-hmm. So would we have overlapped at all? Um, we would have overlapped. No, no, I graduated okay. from eighth grade in '93. Okay, so yeah, so I so I couldn't have been an old brooding guy at your high school. I mean, I could have been, but I would have left before. Yeah, before you got there. Yeah. Oh well, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I think I I think I sort of like the guy. I, I can was... be an old brooding guy now. Yeah, I, yeah, and you are, but I. I think I'm pretty upbeat. And oh my god, Matthew, I've gotten to share sodas with you. It's true. The other day at the beach, you drank out of my water bottle. That's true. Ooh, it was hot. Um, the other day at the beach. I, I went to the beach with uh, with Molly and June, and um, there was this like seven year old kid uh, who was <laughs> who I overheard. He was he was uh, running around, and I overheard the following: um, "I've got some clammy hands. I've got some clammy hands, Grandma. I've got clammy hands." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. It was so great. Okay, hey, let's do this movie candy. Oh show. yes. Okay, so we've got uh, a lot of movie candies. Oh, uh, you wrote. Oh wait, did Abby write sneaking candy into movies? Or did I didn't you? do that. Oh, okay. Did Did you sneak candy into movies? I still sneak candy into movies. I, no, I snuck like food into movies. Like, like I remember getting dog. like a burrito mm-hmm. at like you know the nearby taco place or something. I feel like that that like almost crosses a line. Not really? not in terms of defrauding the theater, uh, but uh, but like that like a burrito is a very fragrant item. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I think I've also snuck in, sneaked in, sneaked in, uh, like a fast food cheeseburger. Yeah, I no, I've definitely taken a taco into a movie theater, but like I felt guilty about it. Really? Yeah, it's kind of like when sometimes I take a hard boiled egg on an airplane. Yeah, I think I think you're you're a bit of a problem. Yeah, so. You wrote on here, why are some candies movies only? Well, or not even, not movies only, but, but like, you know, I, I never think about Raisinets or Goobers when I'm not looking into the glass case at the movie theater. There was a period of time when I used to get chocolate-covered raisins at my grocery okay. store's bulk section. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like any of these things are hard to get outside a movie theater, although having said that, I could not find Goobers. I found Raisinets at two stores even, and no Goobers. I don't even Goobers are just chocolate covered peanuts. God, those sound perfect. Why? Why don't the chocolate, I don't know. were they put out of business by peanut M and M's? I don't think so because they're the same company. They definitely still exist. They're the same company as Raisinets. That company being called Nestle. Uh, Mia culpa. So uh, Molly and producer producer Abby were encouraging me to try going to a movie theater and asking if I could just go in and buy candy without seeing a movie. 
I totally chickened out on really? this. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. When we were Can you even imagine though, if you worked at the movie theater and someone came up to you and was like, I just want to go in and buy your absurdly overpriced candy, like I'm a maniac. I think that I, I think that uh, yeah, I would assume I would assume the worst. I mean, I guess I would assume they were doing a terrible job of trying to sneak into the movie and I would just I don't Let's know, I would fucking ass- go in. <laughs> This episode of Spilled Milk is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love is the bra company that uses real women's measurements to design its bras with real breasts and real breast shapes in mind so that these bras fit impeccably and they feel so comfortable. They now have a total of 70 different sizes too. That includes half cup sizes. So if you're like me and your bra size has changed over time, maybe even changes throughout the month, you're going to love how precise the sizing is at Third Love. To find out what size you are, you can also take their online Fit Finder quiz. It only takes about 30 seconds and then you can place your order online If for some reason your bra does not fit absolutely perfectly, returns and exchanges are always free. Super easy. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering you 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. This episode is brought to you by Sweet Tango Apples. If you haven't tried a Sweet Tango Apple yet, there... Hey, that's kid of the show, Iris, <laughs> who's eating an apple right next to the microphone. Is that a Sweet Tango Apple? It sure is. Is it true that Sweet Tango is literally the apple that won the Guinness record for loudest crunching apple? That's what I've heard, and it's certainly crunchy and delicious. But what makes a sweet tango apple special? I mean, there's a lot of apples. You can get apples anywhere. Why should people look for a sweet tango apple? I don't usually eat whole apples that often, but I've found this one is really just delicious. It's got an excellent mouthfeel when you bite into it, and it's got a really nice apple flavor. It's sweet and a little bit tart, and it's fun to eat. Yeah, and uh, when you're eating one, people will know throughout the neighborhood. Ah, there it goes again. So see why Sweet Tango Apple fans eagerly await its return every fall. Find a grocer near you at SweetTango.com. That's S-W-E-E-T-A-N-G-O, just one T in there, dot com slash spilled milk. So, like, what makes a good movie theater candy? I was literally lying in bed last night, couldn't sleep, and was thinking about this. Well, I think it has to be, I I think that it must be something that is in small pieces. Yeah, it has to be in discrete chunks. Yeah, because even eating something like a candy bar, like a Snickers. Yeah, it feels wrong. It feels you can't wrong. It, you can't share it. You except also, with someone you have you a also crush can't, on. You also can't put it down in the middle of eating it. Like Exactly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Whereas usually you, you yeah, you like wedge your candy into the cup holder yep. and you share it or you you keep it going for a long time. Yeah. I mean at the same time though, now I'm thinking about like if I did have a Snickers at the movie and like I was there with like my crush and I could I could pass them the Snickers and they would like take a real like juicy bite off the Snickers and pass it back to me. Yeah. It'd be pretty hot. Yeah. Especially um, if we were seeing a, a romantic movie. And I also think that a lot like of these... Castaway. I think a lot of these things also come in boxes for the movie theater because boxes are quieter than plastic bags. Good point. And right? also they look better in the display case. Yes. 
But that that's never stopped anybody from buying candy like at the grocery store. Like I I, I I'm not like ooh I'm not going to buy those M and M's because they're in a bag. That's a good point. And they've started selling the the boxes have become much more available in grocery stores in the last few years. I think. I haven't thought about it. Okay. Wait a minute. I, I really want to start. I really want to yes, start. Yes, yes. Where should we this start? Stuff. We need to cheese plate this up. God, but I feel like we need to start with the Twizzlers. Let's do and Twizzlers the red and vines. red vines first. Because but which one do say, we do first? I think we do red vines first. Didn't you say something like you didn't know there? You didn't think there was a difference between I didn't Twizzlers think there and was red a vines. Difference. Okay, let's make this. Let's put five thousand dollars down. On God, you are. You really? Do you have like? I don't know, a loan shark who's after you or something, and you got a $5,000 debt? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, so wait, we've Matthew, all made some mistakes. Matthew. I can't open this. So, oh, you, you said this thing, this kind of, so you posited that stuff is in box, that candy's in boxes at the movie theater to distinguish the concession stand product from the one you buy at the grocery yeah, store. So I, it isn't obvious that they're like charging you through the nose. I don't for think it. this is so true anymore, but I think it used to be like you would go to the movie theater and they would be selling like a size of M&Ms that you can't buy anywhere else. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Molly just whipped me with a red vine. And, and I think the idea was so you don't like, you know, do the unit price in your mind and, and mm-hmm. realize just how much. You're paying for each M M&M. and M. Okay, I took one bite of a red vine. They're real dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, red vines are not good, and yet I like them. Twizzlers are stickier, mm-hmm. gummier, and you can't drink through a Twizzler. It's flat. Mm-hmm. Also, tastes mm. better, better mm. texture. But also, Twizzlers are sort of, sort of have like a greasy coating. Ooh, they do. God, these are both horrible. Who eats? I like these? red wine better. Really? Mm-hmm. Let me try again. That's probably just because I grew up with them. You know what red vines remind me of? You know when you get a green bean that's kind of dried out and hollow on the inside? Yeah, and not I just like, like that. Mm-hmm. Only this is a red bean. Okay, maybe I do prefer the red vine. Um, the Twizzler kind of just tastes like I'm actually eating plastic. Sometimes, like, uh, once once Costco became a thing, like, uh, sometimes a kid, um, like, parent would come back from Costco with the giant mm-hmm. uh, plastic tub of red vines, which had infinite an infinite number of red vines in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ugh. that was the greatest. I we took would, it back. We would I, get I don't so like, sick. I don't like Twizzlers at all. I mean, I don't really like either of these, but. I bet throwing up red vines would be one of the grossest things you can puke up. Yeah. I need to stop eating this red vine because I need to eat six more candies. Okay. It's my job. I feel like we should move on to, um, hold on. Was there something else you wanted to say about Twizzlers and red vines? I'm stunned uh, by how gross Twizzlers are. Uh, Twizzlers no, are what I don't we, think so. Twizzlers are what we used to have when I was a kid. Um, let's, uh, I, I do want to talk about Raisinets, so let's, let's do Raisinets next. Wait, wait, you don't want to stay with the fruit flavor? Oh, uh, maybe things? we should stay with the fruit. Okay. okay. So, Juji fruits. So, these are something what I've truly never eaten. <laughs> is Juji an adjective that's used in places Whoa. other than Juji fruits? So, these are like gumdrops that are shaped like little fruits, except, what is this fruit supposed to be? It's like- Oh, God. It is terrible. Oh. Oh. Mm. It is horrible. It's so sticky. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I liked this as a kid. Oh, God. I don't know why. I hate those. <laughs> Ugh. Wow, that is so... Um, so, it not only is it extremely sticky, it has very little flavor. Yeah, and it's there's like a, a wadge of it wedged like against my gums that I'm going to have to like stick my finger into my mouth to get out. Smell the smell the dots, the package of dots. Oh my god, it smells like it smells sort of like like uh uh Italian soda syrup. Yes. Okay, so dots 
These are um, these are just gumdrops, but not oh okay, but so like not with they don't have a sugar coating. Ugh. Oh, they're so soft. Hmm. Ah. Nope. Don't like them either. <laughs> what is this flavor trying to be? Oh God. I would I would take Cherry. these over Juji fruits because um they I seem I feel like they're less likely to cause a dental emergency. Yeah. But I don't like them. The, these are both horrible products, but if, yes, I would rather have dots. I'm surprised the gumdrops are so tender. If I were in the movie theater watching a romantic comedy like a like a Castaway or a Six Days Seven Nights. Um, and someone handed me a box of dots or juji fruits. I just smooshed a dot with my fingers, and I felt gross. Um, I would probably still eat them. I don't. I don't think I would. Uh, Matthew, you've already opened these nerds. I just opened them right here in front of you, the same way you were opening candies. Oh, okay. So, um, so hold on. I need to take a bite of these nerds before we get. Okay. To while you're talking. doing that, I want to go back to juji fruits for a second because okay. um, the other day I was having what was like verging on an actual argument with friend of the show, Becky Selingut, about whether or not Earth was the juiciest planet. And um, I think my conclusion now is that Earth is the jujiest planet because it's the only planet that has juji fruits, as far as we know. You don't want to weigh in on this? No. Okay. Oh, my God. some nerds. I love nerds. All right. I have loved nerds since I was a child. As a kid, I used to put the box up to my mouth, mm. slide the door. I like, I like nerds. Just pour them straight into my mouth. Mm-hmm. Matthew's doing that now. Uh, so I recently, by recently, I mean like in the last five years, bought a box of rainbow colored nerds at the Meridian 16 movie theater here in Seattle. And somehow yes. in my mind, I was thinking, I don't always think in my mind, but in my mind. <laughs> no, I sometimes think with other parts of my body. It's a problem. <laughs> in my mind, I thought that there would be like seven or eight different slots across the top. Like a harmonica? Like a harmonica. Oh my God. And that that I could like isolate. Like a big candy filled harmonica. That I could isolate, you know, the, the flavors they, they came out of separate shoots. And I was quite disappointed to open up the box and see that it was just like basically a trash heap <laughs> of, of, of rainbow colored nerds. That sounds great. Well, it was fine, but I really like, so this this box you got is just, uh, so it's watermelon on one side. It's watermelon. Isn't that like something your grandmother used to say? And uh, so very cherry on the other side. And I like being able to keep them separate. Who was it who who said the thing about headlights? Oh, yeah. That was my paternal grandmother. Okay, she probably probably also said, what a melon. Mm. So very cherry. Yeah, nerds are great. God, I love nerds. So crunchy. Mm. I do, whenever I buy nerds, though, I always kind of eat them until I'm like, never again. Like I always yeah, overdo it. I and feel I, that way with all of all of the candies that that are non chocolate and are really just a hundred percent sugar. Mm-hmm. Like I, those Skittles. very easy. Yeah, Skittles, uh, Mike and Ike's. I never buy those. Um, I can't remember the last time I bought Mike and That's Ike's, but they are pretty movie good. Theater candy. It is. I should have gotten Mike and Ike's, but I didn't. Hmm, I've never had them. They're made by the same people who make. Uh, what are the the cinnamon flavored ones? Uh, uh, hot tamales. Hot tamales. God, yeah. I loved hot tamales for a while. Yeah, Mike and Ike's are just fruit flavored hot tamales. It's the same texture. Are they good? Um, I think they are. Like, I don't know what makes a Mike and Ike good when dots and juji fruits are so bad, but they like just did something right with the texture. Okay. I mean, for one thing, they're kind of crunchy on the outside. Okay. Okay. okay do you want to do raisinets? I want to do raisinets. Okay. 
Oh my god, I love those nerds. I I could really make myself feel gross on those. Okay, so I also love raisinets. I feel I like- learned a lot about chocolate covered raisins. Okay, bring it on. Oh my god, these are so good. I love raisinets. I don't like them. Oh, I um, like that. Oh, mm. so the origin of chocolate covered raisins is unknown, but probably some sort of cocoa covered dried fruit originated in ancient Mesoamerica. Which is where chocolate is from. Right, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. So so long before, uh, you know, the Columbian exchange uh, and chocolate becoming a worldwide phenomenon, you know, chocolate was, was enjoyed as a beverage and as like a powder for flavoring mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, ancient uh, middle uh, Central America and South America. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so probably that's where Raisinets go back to. But uh, they... After after chocolate came to Europe, like chocolate covered raisins became a thing uh, in Germany, like mm-hmm. in the uh, Renaissance, okay. um, and uh, a traditional Ger- Germanic children's Christmas prayer contains this phrase. Uh, I got this from Wikipedia. Um, we're not a hundred percent sure that this is referring to chocolate covered raisins, but maybe. Okay. My little chocolate balls, oh, how nobly you glorify the fruit hanging down. My vineyard weeps with good cheer at this gift from heaven. Wow. That's so sexy. I know, right? Yeah. It's yummy. Here's something else you may want to know about Raisinets. I was super, you you know me well enough to know how excited I must have been learning about this. Mm-hmm. So uh, Raisinets and Goobers are co- and many other candies are coated with uh, a layer of shellac. That's the, what gives them that uh, that sheen. Uh, the, the coating of shellac mm. is usually micro-sprayed onto the surface, mm. typically using a modified huon Sturer nozzle operating at 60 degrees Celsius and 20 to 30 PSI to give them their characteristic shiny coatings. Mm. I looked up the huon Sturer nozzle. It's, it was an amazing innovation. It's a it's a novel that can a novel. <laughs> it's a nozzle that can mm. uh, like. Uh, spray something in like a fine mist at a very specific temperature, which is required for like candy coating things. Here on the the ingredients list of the raisinets, it's described as confectioner's glaze in parentheses, lac resin, which is shellac, and it comes from a bug, right? I don't know, but I, 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 I love bug, e- I love eating I love eating bug resin. Yeah, me too. Uh, it it really does only dampen my enthusiasm for raisinets a little bit to know that I'm eating shellac. Yeah. Oh no, I, I probably eat. A Where pound else do of we eat shellac? I think probably on Junior Mint. Should we eat those next? Yeah, let's eat those next. I think we probably had almost junior certainly mints. on Milk Duds. Yeah, I think we had Junior Mints on the. Yeah, these are for sure shellac. Let me right? see if these have have. Oh, confectioner's glaze. Yep. Um, junior Mints. I think we had them on the chocolate mint episode, Didn't and we, we were decide they tasted like gasoline. Mm. I don't know. I still kind of like them. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it's because we didn't oh, just man. taste them against a bunch of superior chocolate mint things. This is delicious, but I don't think I'd want to eat a whole box of them. Oh, I mean, all these boxes are like three and a half ounces. I don't think I want to eat a whole box of any of them, but I would share them with a loved one. I love the texture of the Junior Mint. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this is great. Yeah. They also had Halloween Junior Mints that are the same, except the uh, interiors are dyed orange or black. Oh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I like these. Also, I went to Bartell Drugs, uh, local Northwest drugstore chain, uh, because they have a great candy selection, and mm-hmm. they had so many different varieties of wax lips. Really? For Halloween. Like, why do those exist? I have no idea. Is there? There must be like people who like to chew them. I've never, I've never actually chewed them. Like, um, I have. It's 
one of the worst things I've ever had in my mouth. Do you remember uh, when there used to be, and I'm sure this still exists, little wax cola bottles that, that oh, yeah. you would break the top off of, pour the like syrupy cola liquid into your mouth, and then you could do whatever with the wax. I was scared like, of those as a I, kid. I think the, the most common thing to do with the wax was like chew it up into a ball and then spit it at someone. Not that I would do such a thing, but Never. I probably had it done to me. I'm scared dental, of what, dental might, emergency. what might happen with these milk duds. Okay. Milk duds, or this is just going to be a lot of chewing. <laughs> mm. Oh, but they taste good. Oh. I like milk duds. Takes a while to get to the flavor, though. First, it's just shellac mm-hmm. flavor. I like to suck on them and let the chocolate kind of dissolve. So, Oh, God, my teeth. <laughs> I'm watching your tongue gymnastics over there. There is just so so many like candy deposits in various parts of my mouth. It's like it's they're they're st- have settled into different strata, and you could probably take like a core sample. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Right, this this is when he ate the Twizzler. Mm, this okay, milk duds. I like them okay. I kind of wish we hadn't eaten them last because I think that you can you can eat something else. Oh, you're right. Milk duds. Many years ago, probably on a Halloween. My daughter Iris and I were eating milk duds, and she said she didn't like them. And I was like, I really like milk duds, but I think they're a very polarizing candy. And then she wanted me to explain what polarizing meant. And then years later, I described something as polarizing and started to explain what it meant. And she's like, Dad, I know what polarizing means. Like the milk duds? Oh, my God. You guys are adorable. (laughs) So do you think that there are people who truly dislike milk duds? Yes, definitely. Really? Do you think it's... Like purely because of their their dental emergency tendencies. Um, I mean, I think that's that's kind of a you thing, but uh, oh. but I think oh. I think it's a textural thing. Like, you know, but they're they're, nice they're a lot of work. But like, oh, can but... you imagine like how much what it would take to get through that whole box? It, I guess it would take like a two hour and twenty minute. Well, it's like dude, Mission Impossible or something. It's like. Are you ever eating like a baguette sandwich and your jaw gets so tired? Oh, that's so frustrating. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, real jaw fatigue. And our jaws are really strong. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how strong my jaw is, but I'm playing along. But it's a muscle that you use a ton every day. That's a good point. Like nobody's jaw doesn't get exercise unless like they've got their jaw wired shut or something. Yes. Gosh, imagine how quickly you could get a jaw a jaw ache after having your mouth wired shut for a while. I don't want to imagine that. It sounds sad. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Matthew, wait. Let's talk about goobers because I really oh, don't yeah. think I've ever had them. And I, I still I haven't really had them. I really wanted to get goobers because I, I think of Raisinets and goobers as being the the ultimate like movie-associated candy. Well, and I feel like they're, they're like half-siblings. Yeah, they are. They were they were developed by the same company in the twenties that was later bought by Nestle. Okay, they predate Raisinets. Uh, uh, goobers are from nineteen twenty five, and Raisinets are from nineteen twenty seven. And the word goober, which is much older than the product goober, um, comes from uh, Gala. Oh, um, you know the the language uh, spoken by uh, natives of like the the uh, islands of Louisiana and that sort of thing. Wait, that's or, called Gala. Yeah. Wait, really? Is th- did this become Creole? Uh, oh no, we're, we've just gone way past my knowledge. Okay, I'm, I'm looking this up because I want to get this right. Or a Creole? Wait, do I, do I put do I put an article in front of Creole? So a Creole is a thing, but Creole is also an American language. Okay, that have the same that is a Creole. So a, a Creole is a blended language. right? Yes, it is the descendant of a pigeon. 
So a pidgin is when two languages meet and a very highly simplified language forms mm. with, with aspects of both. Mm -hmm. And then the the next generation of those pidgin speakers take the pidgin and convert it into a fully functional language. Oh, and that's God, a that's Creole. So Isn't that cool. awesome? Oh, my God. That's so cool. Okay. Gullah language. Gullah, also called Sea Island Creole, uh, Sea Island Creole English, and Geechee, is a Creole language spoken by the Gullah people, an African American population living in the coastal regions of the American states of South Carolina, Georgia, and Northeast Florida. Not Louisiana. Wow. I'm sorry. Closely related varieties are spoken in the Bahamas, namely Bahamian Creole. Uh, it's based on different varieties of English and languages of West and Central Africa. Wow, that is so cool. Yes. So the word goober is descended from Gullah. Yes, and and like it can be traced back further to to West Africa. The, the word. Wow. Oh man, that is really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh so Oh, Matthew. Yes. Have you ever been to the Crest? Is that theater. in West Seattle? No, wait a minute. Maybe, hold on just a second. I feel like I should look it up and make sure this is the one I'm thinking. Okay. No, I think the one I'm thinking of is the Admiral. Not the, So I think whatever you're thinking yeah, is I probably think that, correct. So I'm thinking of one that's near Northgate. It's in North Seattle. I think, I think that is the crest. Um, it's like a second run theater. Yeah. It's, it's like a discount movie theater. Mm -hmm. is, is that second run being the idea that, uh, that it's already been out for a while? Yeah. I've I found myself recently saying is such and such out on video yet, even though like as if I'm gonna rent the VHS, but like I don't have a new like should I say like, you know, uh is that streaming yet or what? Mm. So um so yeah, this is technically in Shoreline, the crest. Shoreline being a town just north of Seattle. Okay. And uh anyway, the crest is a second run or discount movie theater. And it has bulk candy bits. Nice. Yes. I can't remember what I took June there to see. I did not know there were going to be bulk candy bins. Is it and like I, Brock's? Is it Brock's? Or is no, it, it's, okay. it's like a selection of candies that you would usually find in a movie theater, plus some extra ones like Sour Patch Watermelon Slices and Ooh, stuff. Oh, do they have licorice all sorts? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but they have these little white paper bags that like <sighs> almost like popcorn sometimes comes oh. in and these clear bins and you get to put your candy in there and then they weigh it. And it's amazing because you can get like exactly as much candy as you want, different types, and you don't wind up having to like pay 10 bucks for three ounces of candy that's yeah. going to make you feel ill because nobody wants three ounces of one particular type of candy. No, I want to specify precisely the mix of candy that's going to make me sick. Well, you should go to the Crest. Okay, yeah, I've never been there. I would like to. It, Do you think they're showing Castaway? Uh, probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like on its um, like 182nd run. Have you seen Castaway? Because I haven't. I haven't. Okay, we should get together and watch Castaway. <laughs> yeah, okay. But then like, what What if we find it so moving that we can't? We find we can't joke about it anymore? I don't think that's going to okay, happen. Okay, I don't think so either. This episode was brought to you by Third Love, the bra company that's passionate about getting the perfect fit. Third Love believes it's time for your bra to fit you and not the other way around. These collections are designed by women, and they offer over 70 sizes and more than a dozen styles, so you'll find the perfect bra for every moment. To get 15% off your first purchase, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk today. 
So uh, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com where we'll post, uh, I guess, well, I mean, we're going to post a picture of like one of each candy. I'm, I'm starting I'm starting a lineup right now. Um, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast. What's your favorite movie candy that we didn't talk about that mm-hmm. you wish we had? Also, are movie candies similar like across the U.S.? What are movie, oh, that's what a good are movie question. candies in other countries? Should I put one nerd here? Like, who knows? Maybe Seattle is like a, mm. a very pro raisinette place, whereas like in Berlin movie theaters. Oh, oh, like around the world. Yeah, okay. I'm interested in both, like, like across the U.S. and around the world. Like, what are, are any of these candies like? Oh, Matthew, are you trying to make a smiley face out of the red? I line? was, but I gave up. Anyway, I I have a feeling that that we might find some variation. I mean, clearly okay, there's yeah. going to be variation around the world. Like, Yeah, no, I want to know about the Berlin movie theater specifically. Yes. Well, I want to know also, like, didn't we learn that in Hawaii, they're like, you, you go to the movie theater and you can get like popcorn with like yes, all kinds of like, interesting things drizzled on like it that, or that, mixed uh, into that it. sour powder. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure that other places in the world have far more interesting and pleasing movie theater concessions. Yeah. Is there any place, like, uh, you know, I was speculating kind of that, like, you wouldn't be able to get, like, a Cinnabon at a movie theater because it would be a maintenance nightmare, Mm -hmm. like a a custodial nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, is there a place where you can get something that just should not be at the movie theater and yet it is anyway, like a cinnamon roll that you would have, like, pull apart and everyone would get stuck together? But, I mean, for that matter, you could could think of popcorn as a, like, janitorial nightmare. You're absolutely right. everywhere. Why? Yeah. And plus, like, people's buttery, greasy fingers, like, on the seats. Oh, wow, you're right. I I was thinking about this all wrong. Like, popcorn is a, a janitorial nightmare. And it's just destined to... Maybe this is why they started making the floors of some movie theaters like slanted, like sloping down. It's so not, all the popcorn would just collect yeah, at the it's, bottom. It's not because of its like amphitheater roots. <laughs> it's so that the popcorn would be easier to clean up for the janitors. But if you're sitting in the front row, you can see the popcorn slowly accumulating. Well, yeah, I mean, if you sit, that's why nobody wants to sit in the front row because you're like knee deep in in other people's popcorn. Oh, that's what that song OPP was about. <laughs> all right. Uh, Are you down with OPP? Do you sit in the front row? I gotta hate sitting in the front row. It, it's the worst. I find it anxiety producing. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Well. Um. So you can it, also find us on Instagram. Uh huh. Yeah. At Spilled Milk Podcast. Yep. And uh, you can find us in your ears. Hey, you can find us on various uh, podcasting platforms like the mm-hmm. iTunes uh, podcast stuff. Well, you can find us on those platforms that they have at the medal ceremony <laughs> at the Olympics. I actually am on the Tour de France platform oh, okay. right now. No, uh, you can find us on Stitcher, on CastBox, on Overcast? Google Play, Is Overcast. Overcast, yeah. Apple Podcasts. And it really helps if you leave us a review or if you hit that recommend button which is on Overcast, right? Yeah. Uh, And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I'm the bronze medalist. (laughs) And I'm... Well, whatever. I'm the gold medalist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Molly Weiss. And I'm Matthew Hepster Burton. This episode is is, is a dream. I'm dreaming right now. Oh, it's yeah, it's a dream come true. Matthew, no, it hasn't quite come true yet because we haven't opened the candy you're yet. You're in my dreams. Oh, 
Thanks. Wait, that's what very, was the that's song very yummy the, of you. What was the song from the 80s that was like... Get out of my dreams, get into uh, my car? Only in my dreams. Oh, was it Tiffany? Only in my dreams, as real as it may seem. It was only in my I think, dreams. I think that's right. It is. Was that like a deep track on Tiffany and I'm outing myself as having listened to the entire Tiffany oh, album Oh, I for many sure times? owned the Tiffany album. Did Tiffany ever make a second album? Did Tiffany like continue making albums but nobody ever bought, only people only bought the first one? I have no idea. I always like periodically I will like go down a rabbit hole where I'm like, oh, it turns out that that, that person that, that I once bought one album of made like 17 more albums. I wonder what their most recent one from 2017 sounds like. Yeah. I mean, it's it's never it's never something I listen to more than once. Well, but. and it's so cool too. So you were talking recently about having gone to a belly show. Yes. And, and how many like like hardcore belly fans. Oh, it was there great. Were, were I had a there. great time. And it makes me so happy that like all these bands that that really may have only had like one radio hit. Yep. That they ha- like there there is somebody for every band. Well, and there is a band for everyone. Just like Matthew, there is a person for every person. Uh huh. Or or multiple people for some. Yeah, persons. that's true. I mean, I uh, multiple people for me. I um, mean, I well, well, not at the same time. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 